Welcome to Questions from the Closet. I'm Ben Shalati. And I'm Charlie Bird. Each episode, we discuss a question we commonly get asked as LGBTQ plus Latter-day Saints. We are not trying to answer this question or come to a consensus, but simply sharing our perspectives. Today's question is, what if I like my straight friend? Ben and I are not terribly diverse, and we share many opinions and life experiences. For example, we are both kind of vain. <laughs> However, there are some pretty big differences. For example, my vanity kept me from helping someone yesterday. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very embarrassing story. I actually only told one person this. So yesterday, I had a physical, which is like a normal thing to do. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> and my, one of my friends, he a couple years ago, he started taking this medication that like, keeps your hair from falling out. Apparently, it's great. And so he's like, Ben, you should get it too. Cause like my hair is starting to recede a little bit. And so at the end of the physical, I was like, Hey doctor, what do you think about this medicine? Finasteride. And he's like, Oh, it's great. Like it has no side effects. It will keep your hair in. It's awesome. And it's super cheap. So he wrote me a prescription. I was like, great, I'll try this. I mean, I've got, I know my brothers because they're like five and eight years older than me. So I know like the future of my hair and it's going to be fine, but it's coming out. It's not what you want. Right. So I was like, great. Keep my hair how it is. So uh, vain. <laughs> so I, I go to the pharmacy and all the pills are like 50 cents. It's amazing. Thank you, American healthcare system. And then I, I pop one of the pills in the morning, not even thinking about it. Then that afternoon, I go to donate blood because I'd signed up to give blood. And then they have you read this like medical deferral list. And I never pay attention to it because I don't really take medicine. So I like go through the list and it's on there. I was like, oh shoot, can I donate blood? But it doesn't say if you can or can't, just like asks if you've taken it. And you know, there's a question like asks if you travel outside the US, and I usually have, but I can still donate blood. So I was like, it'll be fine. So I go there and they like go through all the questions, they prick my finger, my iron levels are great. And then they're like, Oh, you'd said what 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 medicine have you taken? I said, This medicine. They said, Well, how long have you been taking? I said, since today. And they, he's like, how much do you take? I said, just the one pill. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can't donate blood for at least a month. And I was like, shoot. And then I had to, like, walk, just, like, leave with my stupid pricked finger and not donate blood. And I felt really bad because I donate blood regularly. So I am going to choose to have my hair fall out so that I can still donate blood. <laughs> was that a stupid story? Well, I just don't know what to say in response. <laughs> So my vanity kept me from saving three lives yesterday. Uh, well, well, mine didn't, but honestly, probably did somehow. Yeah, but maybe not saving three lives. <laughs> well, you donate blood. They say you save you save three lives. Uh, well, <laughs> and I was gonna throw the rest away. It was like fifty cents down the toilet, quite literally. So we like to provide a variety of voices and perspectives, and today we're joined by Ukiah Reynolds. Hello. So tell us about yourself, Ukiah. Yeah, my name is Ukiah. I am a student at BYU studying commercial music, and I am from New Zealand. What? Yeah. That's so far away. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty far away, I guess. I what? mean, yeah. <laughs> What's it like growing up on an island? You know, it's weird because I never thought of myself as growing up on an island. <laughs> like, islanders in New Zealand are people from, like, Samoa and Fiji. Like, New Zealand to us is, like, a big country. But then, like, I come here, I'm like, oh, the first time I ever came to a continent was, like, when it came to the MCC here in America. And I was like, oh, this is literally the first time in my life that I've ever been on a continent. And it was really strange. Is it, like, disorienting to be so far from the ocean? A little bit. Yeah. What, what do you think of Jacinda, your prime minister? Oh, she's great. Everyone she's loves great. her. Yeah, because she's the best. <laughs> I heard there's no COVID there and that they have parties again. Yeah, yeah, I'm very jealous. And I heard very you guys. Jealous. I heard you guys gave gave women the right to vote first. I've heard that as well. That we were the first like complete nation. I think there were some states in America that had given some women the right to vote first, but we were the first like full nation to give women the. 
right to vote. Yeah, so. Wyoming did because they had no population, so they gave them the right to vote. It doubled their population. Okay. Anyway, we're happy to have you here, Ukiah. <laughs> Thank you. Good so, to be here. so you have a crush on a straight friend? I mean, I I had one. It's been a while, sir. Yeah, I've Sorry to just jump in like that. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> well, th- this is a question we get asked quite a bit. Yeah. Like and, a, a lot. And, and And people are really worried that when they have a crush on a friend, they behave differently. They're mm-hmm. going to wreck the friendship. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, I just want to like shut off these feelings. I don't want to experience them so that I can just have like normal friendships again. Yeah. I mean, I totally understand that. That's such a, I guess a normal reaction to have because, and, and I like, it shouldn't be because uh, you would hope that we just live in a world where like having a crush on someone, whether it's like a man or a woman, whether you're gay or straight, it would just be like a thing. And, you know, obviously if you're straight and you're a man and you have a crush on, let's say, like a straight girl, then like, and you're friends, then they can be like an awkward dynamic. But there's this whole extra level of stress that comes with being like attracted to a straight friend who's like your same sex that is just really difficult because, you know, do they know that you're gay? Do they not? And even if they do, I think it can be really difficult because you've been vulnerable about like one thing. You know, it requires such vulnerability to come out to a close friend. But then to tell them, like, or just to experience feelings for them, like, that is so difficult. So, yeah, yeah and I've been there. So, yeah. so, so you're saying it should be, like, this normal, natural thing, and yet it's this super tough thing. Right. And even if it was, it was like, a normal, natural thing, like, sure, it would still be difficult, but it it's much more difficult. And I think, you know, you just take a moment to acknowledge that like, yeah, this is a crazy situation and it's normal to feel a little overwhelmed by it. So what was that like for you? You know, at first when like feelings begin to develop, like, you know, you're trying to figure out what it, what it is. Like, is this just, you know, is it a crush? And then basically it takes a little while, but as soon as you start to feel like it's a crush, it probably is, <laughs> but you're like definitely repressing it at least I should use I language, I guess, not like you language. Um, I definitely feel like I repressed it quite a lot. And it's happened to me a few times. So this is a pattern that I find is that like I start to feel something. I like start repressing it and start like trying to shut those feelings down. But then coming to terms with it is difficult, but also like really freeing to like acknowledge that, yeah, this is something really difficult. I'm going through. I'm having feelings for my straight friend. Um, Yeah. So was was the difficulty more based in that it was causing you to confront your sexual orientation or was it more like the actual interpersonal relationship with this person? That's a really interesting question because for me, I feel like it has been different each time. I feel like the first time it was more about confronting my sexual orientation. So the first time was, it happened to me on my mission. (laughs) I got a crush on someone that was living with me. Um, Your companion? uh, Yes, I did. (laughs) Ben trying to be all like, don't you try to slide away from the question. Like, it was your companion. Yeah, it was. Well, you were in Madagascar, so I guess it could have been like a lemur or something. I mean, well... No, it was one of the penguins, obviously. Wait, there are no penguins in Madagascar. But have you seen the movie? You know, I actually haven't seen the movie. (laughs) You know, I haven't seen Madagascar 2, but I have seen Madagascar 3 actually very, very good. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually very good. Side note, are penguins actually gay or is that just from the episode of Parks and Rec? It's just from Parks and Rec. Are you sure? (laughs) Well, I I think they like, I think like male penguins mate for life. I I don't know. I'm going to Google it. Okay. Actually, remembering something that I listened to once, there was this podcast episode about two gay penguins at a zoo. 
And that's what that episode of Parks and Rec was based on. So at least there were two gay penguins. Oh, I hope they're happy. How could they not be? They're famous now. They're, they're penguins. They did a really good job. They get to soar through the water. Yeah, but it's so hard to waddle on the earth. Yeah, that's why they have live by the water. <laughs> we're getting really distracted. Okay. We <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to your trauma, Ukiah. Tell, mm-hmm. tell us about this mission friend that you liked. Yeah, so at first I... You know, obviously, like, really suppressed the feelings. I really didn't want to feel that way. They're sleeping in the same room with them was really, really difficult. And it was really interesting because I remember, like, talking to my mission president about it. Um, and he said, and this was actually, like, a while after I'd been transferred and everything. Luckily, like, I was getting transferred anyway, which is, like, when I told him, oh, like, oh, by the way, it's a good thing you're transferring me because I'm actually really struggling in <laughs> this companionship. And uh, it's, yeah, good for me to kind of get out from that. It was months later that I was still struggling super bad, like really emotional, because I felt like that was the first time in my life that I had really confronted my sexuality. You know, my mission president, I was talking with him about it, and he said, like, oh, but, like, you've dealt with this before, right? You've had crushes on people. And I literally said, like, actually, no. Oh. <laughs> like, I, because I spent all of my high school years just kind of hiding away in my room, never being social because I was extremely deep in the closet and didn't want anyone to see me or know me. All that emotional stuff. So, There's yeah. a lot to unpack in this story. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, like, at first, it was more about confronting my sexuality like oh this is actually something that like if i'm going to participate in the world and like make a difference and not just like hide away in my room this is something i have to deal with but as things went on it does as i've like had this experience a few times of getting crushes on you know a straight friend it's become more about like the interpersonal dynamic becoming like weird and stressful yeah i i feel like when it comes to my experience uh, it it mirrors that in a lot of ways because just like the first time you have to face being attracted to someone liking someone it's like usually i i mean maybe it is for some people but for me it wasn't another gay person because uh-huh. just like naturally there are less gay people so right. it's just like less likely like right. it's a pretty common experience the first time you confront your orientation is with a straight person mm-hmm. and when that happened to me i felt i, I felt very similarly i was kind of like stressed out and it felt awkward and i was worried and it was like a lot of emotional trauma most of that for me was based in the fact that I was having to confront my orientation and also that just like nobody knew. So like the other person right. didn't know I was gay. And so like honestly coming out and just like being more sure of myself has made that so much easier. And like still there's times when I'm like, like there's a straight person that I think like is attractive or we vibe well and I would have a crush. But now I'm just like, oh, they're straight and I'm gay and it's fine. Like right. taking... The secrecy, taking the shame, taking the all the paranoia out of it by just being honest has totally removed most of my awkwardness if I have a crush on a straight person. And 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 I honestly think that's pretty like common as far as talking to people. They're like, I have a roommate. It's it's like almost always a roommate. And mm-hmm. we're in college, like, and especially like around BYU, right. there are like gendered dorms. It's like I have a roommate and they don't know, and I'm always worried about like the way I'm interacting with them and I'm super hyper vigilant about how they're talking to me. And I'm like, honestly, like if you just came out to them, most of these problems would probably go away. You know, I have a crush on my roommate right now, but she's 87. Oh, um, I'm just kidding. I love Charlotte, but I have a crush on her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as you were talking, I've thought about some times where I was like hanging out with someone that I like obviously had a crush on. I like noticed that I was behaving differently. 
you know, whether it be like trying to seem cool or mm-hmm. trying to seem fun, like not just like not being able to be myself. Yeah. And I remember one time I actually like talked to you about that after uh-huh. I was like, I have a crush on this guy. Right. This is how I know. And then I just like explained all the things that, that, that were happening. Yeah. And Ben, you were like really embarrassed. And I, I was, was like, <laughs> duh, Ben, you have a crush on him. Like, that's cute. <laughs> I was like, but I don't want to. I, I could tell because I was like behaving like not like myself. Yeah. I was like trying to put on a show. I was like, oh, I hate this. I was like, we just have to hang out a couple more times and then I'll just like be myself again. Well, I think the difference there, though, was that he was gay. But yeah. This so was like a gay if person. you wanted to pursue a relationship there, you could have. It's That's true. Yeah. Not yeah. going to pursue that relationship, but I think something that's also especially stressful about it is like you know if you, let's say you know you're in the mission field and you there's like a sister in your district or something that like you have feelings for like first of all you're not living together there's like no reason for you to be living together because in the mission you're gendered or in dorm rooms as well you're in gendered housing, but there's it's like a normal thing it's you know we live in a heteronormative society so like getting a crush on like as a man on a girl is a normal thing. And so being able to, like, admit that to either your friends or any, like, not necessarily to that person directly, but just being able to talk about it with your friends is so much easier. Just to be like, oh, man, I feel like I've got these feelings that, like, you know, but I don't want to make things weird between us because we're just friends or because, you know, we're in the mission and I don't want to, like, you know, jeopardize that. But with same-sex or gay attraction, it is... You always have to create a lot more boundaries for yourself because, like, society doesn't set boundaries up for us. Right. Like, I live with guys, and if I'm in a locker room, I'm with guys, and, like, it's very, like, society is incredibly gendered. Uh Is that what you're saying? There's that aspect of it as well, but also just the idea that, like, in the first place, having that attraction, there's a sense of taboo. A sense of, like, Mm -hmm. this isn't normal, this isn't something you should be experiencing. And so having to deal with that and confront that... And also, you know, the idea, I think there's this real anxiety that, like, if they knew that I had a crush on them, then, like, they would reject me or not just reject me, but think poorly of me, think of me as, like, some, some sort, sort of freak, freak. nature. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Well, that's kind of what I was trying to, I, maybe that's the root of what I was saying, like, as you normalize who right. you are and realize that, like, like, being gay is not that weird. Right. Like there's a lot of gay people. Mm-hmm. It's very natural. It's incredibly common. So once you can kind of like understand that and believe it and believe that you're not defective, you're not some sort of freak, you're just like maybe a little bit different than the people around you and that's okay. And then remove the shame and remove the secrecy around it. All of those elements kind of just naturally melt away. Right. That yeah. takes a lot of courage. Like I'm not saying that's easy and it, it honestly probably takes a lifetime but it does help. And I feel like the learning curve is, is pretty steep. Is that, is that it? Uh Steep, steep learning curve. Right. And in that, like it gets a lot easier really quickly. Right. One thing I would point out though, is that like, uh, even when you have like come out to your friends or even publicly, even if you have normalized being gay, I feel like being gay and having a gay crush on someone like those, those are two massive, di- massively different steps of vulnerability. And I feel like, you know, people can accept like, oh, you're gay. But when it's like actually like something that affects them, like, oh, you have a crush on someone in our friend group. Oh, you have a crush on me or something. Yeah. There's like, you know, it's a massive difference in the amount of fear that you feel. Or I should just say like there's a separate like kind of box to unopen there. It's not like a super simple thing. And I think. Well, they're, they're overlapping. 
Right. Yeah. And even though the fear might be kind of irrational, even if you know that like they're okay with you being gay, it's, you know, if you having to admit that like you currently have a crush on someone is very anxiety inducing because... Well, I remember when I was like 24, I was in a singles ward in my hometown in Washington, and I had a crush on this confident blonde in my ward. I have always, I have a thing for confident blondes. The confident blonde. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. That's funny. (laughs) He and I were very close and he, he knew I was gay and he Uh like had a, like a big trampoline in his backyard. He like invited me to like come over and like spend the night on a Friday night, like sleep on the trampoline. And I was like. I want to do that and I want to go and cuddle with him. And that sounds amazing. Right. And so he, I finally was like, actually, I'm not going to come over. And he's like, no, come. It'll be fun. I was like, I don't feel like it tonight. And he's like, when he like just kept pressing, I was like, honestly, I kind of have a thing for you. And this just feels like it'd be kind of awkward. He's like, oh, that's totally cool. I totally understand. And he was really chill about it. And, you know, it was like that one night where I just like my feelings just kind of like made me feel uncomfortable in that mm-hmm. situation. But then other nights it wasn't a problem and we still hung out and had sleepovers and there was no cuddling, unfortunately. <laughs> I feel like I haven't really had a crush on a straight guy since I came out. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Maybe that's just me. Like maybe I'm making all of this too simple by being like, just be honest with yourself and come out. But 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 like for me, that's what worked. Now, if there's a straight guy, I'm like, oh, he's straight. And we're we're just like, like, I know where to put him on the shelf. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, we are friends. Like, I, I'm i a guy still, and I, like, know how to be friends with guys. Like, I have a ton of, like, buddies. And so I just put him on that shelf. And it just, like, fits. And then it's, I mean, I have crushes on gay people. But mm-hmm. it's, like, not as, like, anxiety-inducing because I'm like, like, we're both gay. I remember right. that there's this other confident blonde in Tucson and, <laughs> and, he, and he was not gay, although I really want him to be. Ben, you got a lot of nerve ragging <laughs> on my blonde hair last episode. <laughs> and now you're going to talk about a confident blonde. <laughs> you, <laughs> this is just telling me more and more to never go back to blonde. <laughs> oh, your blonde hair did not look good. It looked very fake. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to my confident blonde in Tucson story. Uh, I remember like liking him and just like wishing he would be gay. And I like wrote in my journal, I was like, I don't want him to be gay because that would suck for him. But this is also like before I was like out publicly. So I'm still doing like some shame and stuff. And I was like, but I don't want him to be gay because that'd be hard for him. But like, I still really like him and that'd be amazing if he liked me back. And so I remember when I came out to him, I was like, I'm gay. And I was like, so do you have anything to say? And he did. But he had a different vulnerable thing to share. Not that he was gay. Like some deep, dark secret of his, which Sorry, was nice, ben. but I was bummed. And then I remember we weren't roommates, but he was like, when we graduate, we should like room together and be roommates. That'd be super fun. I was like, that sounds amazing. And anyway, so. But but are, would you still be in that, like if an attractive straight person wanted to move in to your apartment and be roommates with you, would you be all like. No, I'm just like much more like settled in who I am now. Right. That, I, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I also. Okay. So. There was this girl that I was, like, trying to date back in the day. And she is beautiful and so talented. And we connected really well. And I ended up going to, like, like her family had a beach house for the weekend. And I went and, like, spent a couple days on the beach with her family. And she liked me. And I could tell. And I was trying really hard to like her. But, like, it, it like, wasn't working, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah whatever i'll tell it but she she like came out on a towel to grab something and 
like we've talked about this since like I'm, I'm still really good friends with her and she's like I came out in a towel purposely to just like try to elicit some sort of response for you <laughs> and like you were just like watching TV and didn't even notice and I was like hey and I was like hi <laughs> anyway and she was like I was like is he really that respectful and I'm like I guess I was but anyway I, it, it took her a couple years to like be okay with the fact that I was gay because she really liked me but like at the end of the day I'm a gay guy and she's a straight girl and so it's almost like the same thing it's just like the inverse of that like a straight person having a crush on me is pretty much the same as me having a crush on the straight person. The only difference is if you're putting like shame and mm. paranoia into it. Yeah. Which is, makes it a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And one random, okay. Oh, this is a bit of a train of thought that I've just, has just been stewing in my mind. What if the idea that like you only get crushes on straight people before you're comfortable with your own sexuality, uh, maybe it has something to do with internalized homophobia. Yeah, maybe it has something to do with, like, your internalized homophobia of, like, you know, you like straight people because, like, they're more masculine and they exude those qualities that, you you know, your whole life you've been told are good and attractive and and desire. Yeah, like, you wanted to emulate them. And, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, the most, pretty much all of the straight men that I have had crushes on are people that, like, I have really wanted to emulate, like, a lot. And and also, I think part of it is just, like, once you come out and become more comfortable with your sexuality, you're much more likely to be connected to the the gay community and no more gay people. So, like, so maybe, you know, it's a bit of a twofold thing in that, like, you both overcome your internalized homophobia and you get more community get more connected to the gay community. And so, yeah. So you're saying that I want to be a confident blonde. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you want to be just like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a really good insight. I think that's true. I think that was true for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, tell us about this straight guy that you liked most recently. Okay. Oh, he's, he's so dreamy. He's very dreamy. <laughs> Everyone had a crush on him. Well, yeah, he was super nice, super respectful, very into sports, very, very masculine, very hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he exercised a lot and it showed. And yeah, he was just a great guy. We lived together at first. You know, I you know didn't really know him super well. We just moved in together. But, you know, as we got to know each other better and we had a mutual friend in the apartment as well, we actually planned a trip to go. We ha- And we'd been like on a few trips together down to like southern Utah, and Moab and stuff. And that was super fun. But then eventually we planned a trip to Europe, oh. which was very fun. But, you know, and he didn't he knew that I was gay, but he didn't know that. I had a crush on him and it was always like super awkward talking with him. He was like, talk with, you can, you know, talk with me whenever you're struggling, talk to me about anything. Like, you know, I don't think of you like as a monster because you're gay. I don't think of you as a freak. And I'm like, Oh, but only if you knew, <laughs> if only if you knew, the then, way you, I look at then you. <laughs> you would think of me as a freak and a monster. And you know, there was all that shame and fear. Um, and you went to Paris with your crush. And we went to Paris and like, you know, to the Eiffel Tower and to Rome and to Barcelona. It was, yeah. That sounds very romantic and magical. Yeah, it was. Except oh, were like, you sad? I was very sad. Like you're <laughs> wanting like cute romantic experiences in right. this beautiful city and you're just like, eh. Right. Yeah. And actually before the trip, I think about a week before the trip. And I'd been talking a lot with my hashtag therapist about it. And 
they basically convinced me to, well, you know, that's not really what they do. They don't tell you to do things, but you know, they helped me they process. They elicited. Right. The desire and like, they helped me see clearly that like talking to him about it would be the best thing. So about a week beforehand, cause I was, I had started having like anxiety attacks. It was really bad. I like couldn't stand to be around him and thinking of going on this, you know, six week trip together was just so nerve wracking that like it was actually like the only period in my life where I had anxiety attacks. I've never had them before. I have never had them since. It was the most anxiety inducing thing in my entire life. Wow. But yeah, I talked to him about it a week beforehand and he was, what did you say? I just, you know, just said, we need to talk. Well, you know, can you just listen and talk to me and just told him that I had feelings for him. And obviously that, you know, I respect who he is. He had a girlfriend. I know that, you know, you're straight, but yeah, and I just left it to him to respond, and he responded mm-hmm. pr- pretty well. It, it was what did he really say? Nice. Yeah, he just said that you know he respected me. To he just thanked me for telling him. Yeah, I don't really remember much more than that. It was just kind of like it just happened. So, what yeah. did that do to your relationship dynamic after you told him? You know, I wish I could say that it was all easy after that, but it wasn't. You know, I think it was still difficult. It was still. I feel like I still had a lot of internalized homophobia that I was dealing with that like, this isn't right. I shouldn't, you know, be having feelings for him and just kind of like wishing that I didn't have those feelings, wishing those feelings away. And that didn't happen. So it was difficult, but definitely my anxiety reduced a lot and we had a good dynamic, but you know, I was still, I felt like I was still hyper aware of like not wanting to like creep him out or something. So that was still tough to navigate. Do you still, do you feel like you're still in that space with him? No, no. It's been a little while and I've had time to process it, but I will say it took me longer than I expected to get over it. Uh And there were times when I feel like, you know, it would be like a whole month or two months since having not necessarily feelings for them, but just sadness about the situation. And then, you know, I'd just be walking somewhere and then suddenly feel in my heart like, oh my goodness, I still have feelings for them and I'm sad about that. You know, not necessarily like, oh, I really want to act on these feelings and, you know, cuddle, cuddle them because, you know, they'd moved away at that point and I was just like sad that that had happened and sad that I was heartbroken. You know, it's weird because we, we usually relate being heartbroken to like a relationship that ends, but it was interesting to recognize and acknowledge that even though we had never had like a romantic relationship, I was heartbroken and acknowledging that was really good for me, but also experiencing was difficult. You were just like Eponine in Les Mis. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought of that song a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very, yeah. (laughs) Never mind. Cut that. (laughs) So Ukiah, let's say, Someone comes to you and is like, hey, I've got a crush on a straight friend. I'm worried that it's going to change our relationship. What advice would you give to them? I would say, I w- what I wouldn't say is like, oh, you should definitely just tell them. Because I think there is a time and a place. And I think you don't necessarily need to tell them. Especially if you're like, it depends on like how often you see them and how much your relationship with them is being affected. And it is a scary thing to do. But I would say that like, hey, be aware of the fact that like, your relationship with them is changing whether you like it or not, whether you admit to them or not, these feelings like your relationship with them is different. So how are you going to deal with that? Are you going to be open with other people about this? Are you going to be open with them about this? You know, the power's in your hands, but you can't sit there and pretend that you don't have feelings for them and wish them away 
that's not how this works. You have to acknowledge them and, and deal with them some way. I think it's okay that the relationship changes. Yeah. Like I remember being like, oh, I don't want them to know because I don't want to change the relationship. Right. But if, if honesty is introduced and that shifts the relationship, that's a good thing. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking about just like the gay adolescence in general and about how I didn't really have any experiences dating until I was like pretty old. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think like the first time I ever went on a date with a guy, I was like 24, almost 25. Ooh, that is so old. <laughs> so old. I mean, but, but that is old, you know? Like, I had a girlfriend in middle school when I was 14. That's too young. Oh, well, it was, it was very innocent. You have to wait until you're 16 to date, Charlie. I was trying to be cool in middle school, okay? What if preteens are listening to this and they think it's okay to date because you dated when you were 14? I am not worried about any 14-year-old gay guy who's dating a girl. <laughs> like, threat level low. But, but like, so, like, you're you're coming to terms with, like, I was coming to terms with things, like, later, and I didn't have dating experience. I didn't mm-hmm. know how to handle romantic feelings. Plus, as I was saying before, they were, like, shame-driven and confusing. And there was just, like, such a, like, little tornado mess around all of that. But, like, for me, it was easy to latch on to people who were accepting of me when I couldn't accept myself. Okay. You know, and, and so I think like it, like I confused, like everything was a crush. Everything was confusing. And so like, as, as you grow up and get more experience, as you understand who you are and who other people are and, and like relationships do change, but like, I feel way more on top of that now, you know? Yeah. I can just picture like younger me being like hearing what you're saying thing like, ugh, but that's just so scary. Like it's so, it's so scary to like admit the reality that things might be different. It is scary, but, but like how long can you live in purgatory? You know, like how long can you live in that, that space of just feeling stuck and confused? And, and for me, and even with coming out in general, it got to the point where like the potential benefits of, of coming out, of being honest, of stepping into that scary space outweighed the potential risk factors. And then it turns out when I actually did it, all of the risk factors that I thought were going to come were never there. They were just, they were just fear. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I guess the reason why I say like, I wouldn't say, oh, you definitely have to tell them is, you know, if I can just revisit that for a moment, it's when I began my process of like coming out, which began with, you know, just telling very trusted friends, people that I knew there's, you never really know, but I figured would support me and love me regardless. If at the beginning of that process, I had like been told by someone like, oh, you should totally just like post on Facebook or something that like you're gay and just come out publicly. I would have shut down and just like gone back into my cave and just hidden. Oh, of course. You know? So I don't want to tell someone like, oh yeah, if you have a crush on a straight friend, you should totally just do that. Like that is probably the best thing to do. Like the, again, the, as you said, the potential benefits outweigh, vastly outweigh the potential risks, but it's a really scary thing. And I don't want some to feel like that is the only way to process that emotion. Like it could be a really amazing, good step, but it's okay if you're not ready to do that as well. And know that, you know, you have, again, you have to deal with your feelings some way or another. You can't just bottle them up. And I think, you know, telling your friend that, you have a crush on them is fantastic, but 
if you can't do that, you have to find some other way to do that. But as you do so, recognize that like your feelings will subside. I think young people, especially, you tend to get into a situation where it feels like your situation is your whole life. This current situation, you can't see it ending. Whereas once you get older, you notice, you start to become more aware of the fact that life has ups and downs and you just recognize okay like feelings come and go whereas i think when you're the first few times you experience this it it really does feel like Like i can never yeah it's permanent and i can never have such strong feelings for someone else ever again i'm never going to feel this way ever again i've never felt this before i never will again and it feels like you know this opportunity is slipping through your hands but also you can never hold on to it because they're straight and it's just like impossible and confusing but recognize that those feelings will subside and you can find someone else that you feel that same way for and you know it can work out yeah i remember you reminded me of something i heard in uh in a class i took once where the teacher said that that feelings aren't good or bad they are information Mm mm-hmm and so if you have feelings for someone, you know, what is the information? The information is like there's this person in your life that's really special to you, that is attractive to you for, you know, X, Y, and Z reasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that I think that's good information. You know, it's, it's really normal and natural to, to like someone that has attractive qualities. And that's not something that anyone needs to, like, feel bad about or ashamed about or, or even try to push away. So I guess what we're mm-hmm. saying is <clears throat> if you like a straight friend, just chill out about it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be okay. I mean, that's hard because in that mindset, and actually thank you, thank you for kind of like pushing back against what I was saying, because like, like you're right. And I think it's just been a couple of years since I've been there. So it's like not a big deal to me because it's right. not anymore. Mm-hmm. But like it, like to honestly put myself in like my former selves shoes, it was really distressing and it was hard. And I really did feel like it was going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be like, Oh, you're going to be fine. Like it gets better. Nothing lasts forever. Like it, it's, and it's also like, okay to be sad about it. Like yeah. none of these emotions are wrong. Mm-hmm. And like, like you were saying, they're, they're information, Ben, but they're also just like really normal. And it, like, it's beautiful to feel it's human to feel. I, I also think if you're trying to decide like whether to tell someone like how to manage your emotions, who to talk to, when, how, like the best person who knows you in your situation is God and like prayerfully coming out and being intentionally spiritual about like moving forward in this tricky space for me was incredibly helpful. And also like, hopefully you can receive some comfort and some validation that like who you are and what you're feeling is, is really okay. And is actually quite beautiful. Well, you guys, thanks for joining us today and for sharing your thoughts and your experiences and for yeah. being vulnerable. And also, it's your birthday today. It is, yeah. Happy 25th birthday. Thank you. Oh, you said my age. I'm so old. <laughs> Quarter of a century. I'm ancient. So the day after I turned 25, I went to Europe for a month. So what Ooh. are you doing tomorrow? Uh, Schoolwork. <laughs> Literally, April is the worst time um, to have a birthday what, for college well, what, students. What better way to travel is there than to learn and travel through the books of knowledge? <laughs> Ew, Ben. <laughs> By the way, Ukiah already went to Europe, remember? That's true. That's Paris, true. Yeah. Rome, with his straight lover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's fair. I guess the I, I guess the joke's on me. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. If you have enjoyed this or other episodes, please consider leaving a review, following us on Instagram or Facebook at Questions from the Closet, or sharing this podcast with someone you love. And as always, 
please remember that we do not represent the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Brigham Young University. We are not trying to be prescriptive or tell anyone what to think or what to do. You heard three perspectives and there are many, many more. We encourage you to listen to other voices and hear a wide variety of experiences. If you would like to submit a question or share a comment about today's episode, you can email us at questionsfromthecloset at gmail.com. Until next time.